Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Masterful Podcast. Your co-host Chris Davis here, getting ready to kick off part two of our two-part episode with our guest Jesse Garcia. On this part of the episode, we actually dive back in and, and throw it back a little bit to some of our drum court days. So kick back, relax, listen in, and uh, enjoy it. Peace. You know, it's it, it's so funny, and you mentioned how a lot of this and a lot of the principles behind it comes back to your time at the marching arts, whether yeah. it be. Um, surf or cadets or whatever and we yeah. we've we've had the privilege to talk to a fair amount of drum corps people over the 21 episodes awesome that we've done and in, including just the episodes with ourselves yeah and it's it's funny how so many people's mindset and so many people's attitude and approach to things is formed by that drum corps experience and then yeah. i'm kind of obviously trying to transfer into the the drum corps conversation yeah. that the three of us definitely <laughs> definitely need to have, need to have. it's gonna happen <laughs> But, has to happen. but you, you know, there's so much to be said for that attitude of, look, the excuses don't matter. Mm-hmm. You, you know, the, 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 you don't need to worry about the things that are out of your control, Absolutely. but the things that are in your control, you need to maximize your output. Yeah. And, 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 and we all, we all have that in us. Okay. Chris recently has, has started editing videos and he, and he, he does some like montage clips on YouTube. He's yeah. getting better and better and better at it all the time, but there was a day where he wasn't doing it. And then he was just committed to it. Yeah. It, it was something that he did and he's getting better and better at it all the time. You with sound design, right? You want, yeah. you wanted to be a, the big band trumpet player, right? The, <laughs> yeah. Like you wanted to be that guy, but you know what? When you made the shift, you committed to it. And now look at you, you are an award-winning sound designer for a video game that blew people's minds. I mean, you gave over a day's worth entertainment to what? At least hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people around the world. Like that's pretty badass dude. It's pretty awesome. I think, I think almost like 7 million people or something like that have have played the game. Like, yeah. uh, Yeah. It's, you're, and you're right. Like a lot of us, yeah, they come from this like drum core experience. And I, I think because like, I don't know, isn't it, isn't it funny? Like how many people have you talked to in drum core from different drum cores that you've never marched with and you have the same stories? Oh, 100%. same experiences. All like all the time. Like you talk like, like why is it that every single drum core has a back of the bus in front of the bus story? <laughs> the back of the bus sucks. I don't know about that. But you know, I mean, the front of the bus I, is pretty terrible. I, I, I mean, have you been to the back of the bus? Uh, I have. Uh, that's where I sat. And, and then there's Geneva. Everybody left. <laughs> right. Hey, and, like, hey, that's another hey. Thing. I was in Geneva, bitches. Oh, yeah. We know Fuck you were in Geneva. You were, I was putting, in, you were putting I was Geneva, Geneva on purpose. <laughs> yeah, because you, you knew you'd be too strong in the front. You you rook out. You didn't deserve overhead space. You had to have the air conditioning above you. Literally, that was my seat. That. No, that was me too, dude. That was me too. Literally was my seat. I did not get an overhead space. So Logan Stalkup and I had to shove everything underneath of our seats or put it under the bus and you would just dude, never have about it. That. that was the year. Uh, that was also the year like those buses, like the back had the tables. Because I remember in, uh, in 2011, yes. I sat. In 2011, I sat in the back and I sat... Um, at like at like the tables and stuff and it was like cool for like a week and then you were like this sucks because you're facing somebody else the entire time entire time and i was there with kendra was my seat partner in 2011 and i think across from me might have been laura and someone else sam sam maybe i don't remember sam ambrose but uh 
it, it was a great time. It was a great time. It was hilarious. But yeah, it was like really funny because you were facing each other in the back. They had such weird buses. But uh, yeah, it's funny. Like all these things, like they all have like a Geneva. They have like front of the bus, back of the bus, like mm -hmm. all these like bus battles. Like, oh, yeah. it's just like you have like these same stories and they're kind of hilarious. And then you also have the stories because like, everybody gets the same experience of like starting a core your first time and then like leaving it at the end of the, at the end of it. Re everybody remembers uh, finals in some way or shape. It doesn't matter what place you were in. Like, like. In 2011, my biggest memory is not winning the championship. You know what I mean? Like, it's that was not the biggest moment. The best moment was coming off the fields of the last show. It At that point, I knew we won not from the scores for ourselves. We walked off that field, and I was like, that was the best show we could have put out. And I could not have been happier. I mean, we exploded coming off that field. And, like, at that point, I don't think anybody was thinking, oh, my God, we're going to win the championship. It was just like, what a show. Do like the, the, the crowd was standing like the entire, like at least like five, six times during the show. And it was just like, I was just a moment. It doesn't matter if you come in seventh place, eighth place, 10th place, the crowd jumps up. You feel it. Mm -hmm. Do you remember, do you remember blocking up in the tunnel and Ben Pouncey says, relax. Yeah. And then nothing was said for like four or five seconds. And then we all just started like, yeah, like cheering, cheering right? all of a sudden it's, it's like, it was, you're right. It was complete. He said, relax. It was completely silent. And then normally, cause you wait for like the, to someone to come over and say like, how was the show? And typically yep. you wait and then you like throw your shako up or whatever, if you have a good mm -hmm. time. And we didn't wait at all. <laughs> it just no. like, and it, it, and it awesome. was like, it was like 45 seconds of just like us cheering. We started like hugging each other, like yeah. shakos shaking. Not yeah. because, not because we're trying to do this, just because everybody was like, it was just oh exploding. my god the adrenaline rush was out of this world yeah right and and, and th that was the last show i ever did okay yeah. like uh, i got very lucky that that not that i'm insulting 2012 or but, very uh, unfortunate yeah oh yeah extremely unfortunate <laughs> what a bummer i wanted to wish, wish everybody a merry christmas and dude you you um, would have loved 2012 because the tubas had like a, a like a little christmas tree the entire year i mean of i mean come on they did. i mean come of on you're a two carried it around yep like you're they carried it around and they put it in the ark every time i mean like if there was any part of the brass arc that embodied the 2012 christmas spirit it was the tubas because they were just like okay we're doing christmas we're going along with it now, now look, uh, I, I'm obviously going to be very impartial, right? <laughs> <laughs> Every good drum corps I've ever been in yeah. had a fun tuba section. It has to. That got along yeah, and like actually. when we were on the field, like high energy, not moping, not being like, oh, we have the heavy ones, but just like having a good time, jovial people. Every drum corps that I've been in had a had a fun tuba yep. line. Like everyone uh, that I enjoyed right? had a fun and, tuba line. And I honestly think that brings so much energy to the rest of the horn line, the rest of the core, whatever it is, right? Because yeah. first off, our lives suck, okay? We have <laughs> we have the big horn. We do have to carry that around. But if we can have energy while we do that, it, 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 player should have no the melophones exactly. can look at us and be like, hey, they're having a good time. You know, it could Euphonium's be Euphonium's got a pretty bad. Euphonium's and, got it pretty bad, too. I don't want to hear it. 
I don't want to hear. It. I'm just saying. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> holding, <laughs> holding that thing out, man. I don't you're, know why you choose that one. You guys are trumpet players. I don't want to hear it. Oh, <laughs> trust me. I mean, like, <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, nobody chose euphonium, right? Like, they all chose baritone. Then they got stick, stuck on third stuck on baritone. Like, you could play the no. You could play the low notes pretty well and kind or of ask yourself on... as a tuba player, like, here, right. just go hold that horn. Yeah, or they, <laughs> or they like tried to play trumpet and they realized that like their embouchure just couldn't do it, so they were like, try baritone. And it worked. Like, oh, look, I can do it. And it's like, <laughs> get but <ready."> like, <laughs> my my two favorite tuba lines ever are the 2011 tuba line at Cadets and the 2007 tuba line yeah. at Surf. And those are my two favorite favorite years of drum corps. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The 2010 tuba line, like, there were some fun people there, but there was always tension. There was just some people who just didn't get along, whatever, and it brought. I felt like it brought us down, which in turn brings everybody else down, right? Yeah, we had that but, in 08 as well. Yeah. It was, it was And then tough. in in 08 at Surf, it was good. It wasn't as good as 07. Mm-hmm. And in 09 at Surf, it, it, there was huge turnover in the line. So it, it, And it just got brought down. There was a it huge was just, turnover in that whole core. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But every, whenever a tube line gets along, Right, and, and and it could be over stupid shit, like like the Christmas tree, or or you know whatever it is. I remember one year we had a little blue elephant that we carried around everywhere with us. Right, it's just <laughs> something for that. us to bond over. Right, and we just yeah. had a good time. Like like it, I think that makes such a difference when when you're on that field sweating your ass off. If you can look over at somebody and smile, yeah. Like that changes everything, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it be your mom in the audience, right? Like she, my mom's in town, you know, I got clean underwear or <laughs> whatever it is. It, it's amazing how that positive attitude affects everything. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you're totally right. It's totally true. I mean, and it, it is funny because, you know, I've had, I have different like good and bad experiences from every year, but I only remember the good stuff. And I only remember the good stuff, especially from, I mean, 2007, 2011, and definitely 2012. I enjoyed all those years. 2012 was a little tough for me just because I, I had so much responsibility and I had to constantly like, uh, you know, I had to like, like we had to get up early for field lining. Right. I mean, Chris loves field lining. He was so happy to, uh, to fuck have done you. That. Yo, I, I'll I mean that in the most loving way possible. I'll never forget fuck the day you. that I chose Chris for field lining so mad, because <laughs> it was, you know, because to 2012, if you remember, uh, Chris, it was a really rocky start to the year. Right. And, so we and had, it was, it was a rocky yet like a, fast pace start because things were constantly changing constantly changing yeah. right so the way it all started was it, it really was the staff's fault the, the reason like one of the reasons for this spiral right so in 2011 uh at the banquet they announced this. that kendra was going to be the horn sergeant and all of us were just like oh shit because patrick Crowley patrick didn't age out. out they yeah. thought he aged out and he didn't so they chose a new horn sergeant and they messed up and they, and like, eventually they found out and they were like, Oh my God, like we publicly like demoted this guy. Like it was like terrible. Yep. Cause I remember looking over and like near Patrick and Patrick was just like looking at the ground. And I was like, why would they do this? But they didn't realize. So to make it up to him, they made him drum major. Right. Mm-hmm. Which he never seemed like he never really wanted. Nope. And it was not like his shtick. It's not what he wanted to do, you know? Um, but he did it for a little while and it wasn't really working out for him. And then he was like, no, it's not for me. So he left. But then, and I remember being on like this weird receiving side of this because I was talking with some people and I was talking with Kendra a bunch and we kept hearing like rumors and it was like, oh man, like we heard people might be leaving, like Sam's not into it. And like, we heard like Ben might leave. And then all of a sudden Sam Ambrose left. Yep. And, or no, I'm sorry. I think it was Ben that left first. Ben left. And they were like, 
we were like, oh my God, we just lost both our drum majors after Patrick and then Ben. So then they were like, Kendra is going to be. It was Brad, uh, wasn't it? Or, Brad. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, not, Brad. I'm sorry, Brad. Ben aged ben. out with me. Ben aged yeah. out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Ben aged out was Brad. So uh, Brad had left, right? And he had, he had his reasons for leaving. And then they were like, Kendra's going to be drum major. And I remember talking with Kendra that day when it happened and she was like, I don't know what to do. She was like, like, like she was obviously willing to take on the job, but she was nervous, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, you're going to be fine. Like, we'll figure this out. But we didn't have a horn sergeant. So now we had this weird, like, horn sergeant thing. And I had talked with Gino and Gino was like, I think, you know, I probably should give Sam a shot because he's been here the longest. And I was like, yeah, no, that makes total sense. Like, I agree with that. Sam would be a, would be a great pick. And then Sam quit. <laughs> And it was like, we all thought Sam was going to go to that. So then the day that Sam quit, I called Gino, which I never do. And I called him and I said, I just flat out was like, look, I know this is crazy. And this is a really difficult time. I will take over the horn line and mm -hmm. you won't have to worry about it if you want. And he just went, okay, fine. So I basically just told him I'll, I'll be the horn sergeant and I'm not going to leave. And he was like, okay. So he made me the horn sergeant and I was already at that point section leader and the year just became like, it was a great year, but it was definitely pretty hectic because I had like so many different responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And then it came time to pick for tour jobs. And I was like, I need someone to do, I'm still, I'm also, I'm also at that point head of field lining as well. Mm -hmm. So what happened was I got all these responsibilities handed to me and I already had some. So I got all, I was head of field lining. Um, I was, you know, uh, a soloist. I was the section leader and the horn sergeant. Looking back, I should have given, I should have not been the section leader. I should have just been the horn sergeant. Somebody else should have been. I should have given away some responsibilities, but I didn't, I didn't have a say in that. So it <laughs> comes up for field lining and it was, it was what it was me. Uh, was it, uh, who, who, who was with us, Chris, for Skeleton? Oh, I, I can't remember his nickname. His nickname's escaping. Wonton. Wonton. Yes. Wonton. 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 So, uh, so it was me, and I knew Wonton was doing it, and I was like, the only brother person that I trust doing Skeleton Crew, and I know has has done it before, is Chris. And I remember going to Chris, and Chris was like, "Don't you dare! Don't you <laughs> it dare!" Was, like, it was, was so funny because he was walking up to me at us at a winter camp, and I yep. I knew it. I knew, knew exactly it. what he was, it was doing. So funny, exactly what was going on, and I was just like, "Jesse, no, you can't make me do this." You, yeah, he was like, like no, "I'm not doing it." Stop. He was like, "I'm stop. not doing it. Don't make me do it." And I was like, "I'm sorry." And he was like, "You know, fuck you." <laughs> no, <laughs> he was pissed. It was. I think it was like an April or a March camp, and I specifically remember because I was not ready. Like <laughs> I, I had underpacked because I was flying from Oklahoma to come up here. I had underpacked for that camp, so like I didn't have um like a spare pair of shoes or i was missing like a yeah, pair of yeah. socks that i hadn't packed so like it was like 40 degrees we had a line of field we had a line of field we had a line of field that morning and i walked yep. out it was like dewy wet grass 45 <laughs> yeah. degrees and yeah. i was out there in sandals that's right Just your feet were frozen <laughs> bitching up a storm because he put me on this fucking field lining i was so mad and it wasn't just field lining i put him on the skeleton crew which means we had to wake up a good half hour before the field lining crew so yep. it was like an hour and a half before everybody I, you know and what i will say like we, we we had to wake up early and and he chose me for the job i was like the only i was it was like me and and jesse and wonton so already i'm like <laughs> fuck i'm the rookie among these vets i'm gonna get the shit end of of, of skeleton crew anyways it's like chris go get me an extra go can get, of paint go get the paint bitch <laughs> But then, like, as as the, the the season progressed and as we went through everything, I slowly realized, like, 
I kind of drank the Kool-Aid a little bit too much, but it was like, this is actually kind of nice. Cause like, yeah, I'm going to lose a little bit of sleep in the morning, but as soon as, as soon as like rehearsals over, as soon as ensembles over, we're getting ready for a show. It's just like hands off. I have nothing to do. See you later. That's the best part of film learning. I'm not picking up anything. I don't have to load anything. Truck detail. Like the, like the tubas did. So tubas, tubas had truck loading. Right. And we split ourselves into three crews. There were 16 of us. Right. So we didn't need 16 at every single one. Yeah. So there was morning crew, EPL crew, and night crew, right? For rookie year, I'm on EPL crew, right? So during EPL, we have to load the truck. And we have to load all 16 horns. We have to help the pit a little bit. Like, all this stuff to get ready for the show. And I'm a mess as it is, okay? Anybody who works with me knows that I barely snuck by. But whatever. We got there, right? But then 2011 yeah. came, and I'm... I'm Big bad vet now. Here I am. And I, I got put on morning crew. And morning crew was the easiest thing in the world. Because yeah. all we had to do was take the cases out and just line them up. That's it. Like, done. Then my EPL's open. My after the show's open. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no other responsibilities. And it worked out. Sambros, if you're out there, if you're listening, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> you. Fourth of July is not just to celebrate America's independence. It is to celebrate the birth of you. Okay? There's fireworks every year for you. I do think it's a little ironic that your name is Sam and you were born on the 4th of July. You know, like the Uncle Sam Uncle thing. Sam. Like, I love yeah, I mean, it. It's, Forever, it's, 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 it's kind of perfect. It kind of was meant yeah. that way. By the way, I just want to throw a little shout out. A couple weeks ago, Big Lloyd made some big moves and got big married yeah, down there in Georgia. Yeah. And I just yep. want to throw that out there. Big Lloyd, I love you to death. Congratulations, Lloyd and Big Ruben, Lloyd. Lloyd and Ruben. <laughs> yep. Room 236 at, uh, at spring training. <laughs> The Rage Man. Fest, the Rage. Yeah, you remember your, you remember your room number. Me, Chris, Dude, and our room in a room. I don't remember the room number. Room oh, you should have seen our room. Our, our, <laughs> our room was was pretty legit. I'm not gonna lie. We, we also woke Evan up probably every single morning going to field lining, so I'm sure he didn't enjoy that. Dude. Yeah. Dude, okay. It's completely oh, true. Dude, it was it was you two and Evan in a room for spring training. Yeah. Oh, we had Good that shit on lockdown, Lord. and I'm pretty sure like Zach Ten Pone's room was either like a cross it was, it was or connect, like it was a connecting. I think. Yeah, his his was uh, like a cross connected or whatever it was. Like but he that, was yeah. right there with us, so all the surf dude. guys that were at Cadets were all together. <laughs> us Jersey surf kids, we stick together. That's right. We cause trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but think of, think of the horn lines you were in at yeah. jersey surf and think of the people who performed at world's finals like top five cores that you were in that horn line with. did a lot like it's amazing even just the people that were at cadets with us i mean you have cadets you have blue devils i mean i believe there's some people who crown might crown, crown crown phantom right? phantom oh phantom man freaking yeah. uh what's his name sparky uh, sparky first year 2008 yeah. like yeah. Yeah. yeah he marched the spartacus show like what the hell i think that was and that was his first year leaving surf and it was like dude like well, I'm then, surprised his knees didn't explode. Then the next years when Kenny and Garrett and and um, uh, Victor, Victor went to, went to BD. BD. Victor and was then, a soloist, I'm pretty sure, in BD in the first year. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is, does that surprise anybody? I was like, that was the show that Dude. they all stood on. It was that 1930 where they all stood on chairs and they, on chair. don't even door. get me. Don't even get me started with the chairs. <laughs> 2009 was the hardest year of my life in drum corps because. It was the 75th anniversary, and they were like, "We're just gonna beat the crap out of them." Like, it's the gonna run for I mean, 12 but, minutes. It was in that year was enjoyable and not enjoyable because it was just too hard. Like, we I love that show, the West Side Story show. It was a really hard show. We didn't stop moving, but the 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 PT every day was like. Mm-hmm. I remember a quote from um, what's his name, uh, 
Joe did Roach. our PT. Yeah, Joe Roach said, spring training is for putting the gear into overdrive and gluing it in for the rest of the season. And I was like, oh, we're screwed. We're screwed. <laughs> this is how we die. <laughs> this, is, this is it. He's like, come. Um, and it was like that year. And then the best part, though, was, I mean, it was super rewarding. It was such a hard show. But finishing the show and then watching BD come out with the chairs. And we were like, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, and they won. It was like a great show. And they just like had so many moments where they were like, slowly move. And then sit down. And we were just like, we're doing it wrong. I, I remember when BD started doing all the prop stuff, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is a trend that isn't gonna take off, right?" <laughs> like 2007, I think it was. Crown did the the Triple Crown show, and they, had the, they had the fences, the fences, yeah, right? That they carried and then, around, and then from what I remember, 2008 is when BD had those big long sticks, and they made like designs. Oh, on the that field, was the. Right? That was like the best design show because it, it was called like constantly risking absurdity. Absurdity, like yep. That. That's and exactly what it was. If they would like miss a dot or fall, they just went into a run. And uh -huh. It was like, well, that's part of the show. Yep. So smart. Yep. I mean, remember also GE out the ass. GE baby. Uh, they, had their, <laughs> they, had their, they had their they had their capes. Uh -huh. um, the yep. GE cape. But uh, uh, cadets also had in two thousand seven a ton of props from it, if you remember they had um the table they had the the, the tables right. and the stage right, right? or was stage in 08 yeah the stage was in 08 the big hockey puck because i man i'll never forget they said it wrong on our first show that staff said it wrong and people were bumping into it on our first show and no <laughs> dude oh, a, it was God. bad man a drummer fell i'm pretty sure they said it like five feet too far too far forward or something like that uh they also brought it onto the field once and like, lost control of it or some of that during a rehearsal and people started bumping into it and falling over going backwards it was the, the, that problem oh, no. do, you, do you remember in 2007 the the things that we had in the blowing back, away blowing away <laughs> right yes. like we never thought that you know making a, a sailboat Fail. on wheels would would affect us my dad they actually went to my dad to fix that problem mm -hmm. and he got a lot of those um a lot of those clamps that are, that are like always shut and he said look it's either going to fall over but it's not going to move it's not right? and he put them on the tires like he actually squeezed the tires oh wow on all those props they so they move. wouldn't move that's and, smart and, yeah yeah it was it was awesome i remember i remember, I remember hearing stories of like either mid-practice or mid-show just seeing the support staff run around the outside of the track while we're facing backfield just like was, sprinting to catch these friggin props it was Dude, the pit guy, yeah. Gra Grassy, Bob Grassy. Bob Grassy. Mm -hmm. yeah. he, he went out there and said it because he knew the rules. He said that, you know, the rules are staff members are not allowed on the field unless member safety can be affected, right? Bingo. And w yeah. which <clears throat> these things sailing away is safety being affected. 100%. I remember for surf one year when they, ha when they had a prop, I stood behind the prop holding it for them just at a show out. Uh, oh, I because it was like gonna blow yeah, away or something. Because it was going to blow away. When yeah. this is this is years later. This is yeah, 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 two or three years ago. But yeah, um, no, it was all it, it, dude. Yeah, props are such an interesting thing. Like, I I don't mind props. I do think I'm I'm definitely more of an old school drum yeah. corps person. Like mm -hmm. when there's too many props in the field that you can't do really cool drill, it gets annoying to me. When I see people just running around to spots and then playing and then running to spots like not marching, yeah. um, and there's props in the way. However, sometimes props elevate it. Like I loved, um, what year was it? The year SCV won. Um, <clears throat> uh, oh, 2018, really... right? Is that it? 2018? Or 19? Or I don't know. It wasn't. Uh... Eight, it was, I think it was 18 or 19 where they had the, the scaffolding. Well, they, they literally elevated. I think it was 18. 
they yeah. went on um on top of like the things and they moved them around they did a really great job with that to build a show but they also marched and did like a lot of like actual drum corps stuff mm -hmm. you know marching yeah. but i i can't stand when, when there's just not a lot of marching and playing because i'm like that's that's where the the difficulty comes in yeah you know is like yeah. being able to do hard drill and also play um which is why i'm very happy with the shows that i've marched like we had props in 2012 but it was for the guard we had props actually we only we didn't have props in 2011 we just marched um and we had the dowels but i mean like we had the dowels and then there was the like the front the, tarp, the tarps that came out at the end oh yeah 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 okay, so but that, that wasn't us right that wasn't like, us it's guard i mean yeah and the guards spun their asses off and we marched our asses off like that, that was just like we had all the traditional stuff in a show Somebody, mm -hmm. somebody once explained it to me this way, right? Like everybody has their own interpretation of the glory days and it's when For they sure. marched, Bingo. right? Like we, we want the activity to be what it was when we marched because maybe we understand it better or maybe we relate to it more, right? Sure. Like, like I don't relate to the big mm -hmm. like dancing phenomenon yeah. of drum corps these days, right? And it's beautiful to watch. And what these members have to do, okay? It's not just park and bark anymore. Right? Oh, no, it's, When's the last it's, time yeah. you saw a, a standstill play this loud section where they do nothing? BD. Except maybe give one of those BD, like yeah. knee bends at the end, right? BD. Yeah, BD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 what's that it's always written in. There? What's that shirt you're wearing there? Uh, oh, okay. Cadets of Bergen, Bergen County. County. No, that, that's right. No, okay. That's why you hate on BD. No, I'm always. I'm kidding. And I love um, BD. I watch their shows I love like BD every too. year. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're they're like full on entertainers. Like they can do the dance, they can do whatever. Wow. And I'm like, man, that show's cool. Like that was a cool show. Great, great like horn line, great drum line. You know, great guard and just you know all around, all, all around every year a great core, and it's always enjoyable to watch. Um, you know, so yeah, every core has its thing. Like I mean, I'll never not want to listen to a Crown Brass line. Like it's just fantastic. Yep. You know, every time. Um, Every time. It's always great. So every core has like something different. I was stoked to see SCV jump back into the top because I've loved their core and I've always loved what they did and they just never were. Like, I feel like cadets are in a very similar situation that SCV has been in for so long where, uh, you know, <clears throat> now they're, they're, they're not in like that top, like five, they're doing a, a rebuilding. I mean, cadets have been through a lot in the past, obviously a couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, and they're completely rebuilding everything now. And you kind of, um, I was talking about this with Evan uh, the other day, Evan and Allison, and, um, you know, I was saying the cadets, ha for what's happened, has changed the way I view cadets and view drum corps. I used to always look at it and, like, from an outside perspective and then see, like, the scores and be like, what the hell? Like, why are we in sixth? Why are we in fifth? Like, we're a top three drum corps because the years, and the years that I marched, like, we came in fifth one year, we came in fourth one year, I think it was just 12. 12, we, we were first. in fourth, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we came in first in 2011, and then we came in, yeah, fifth in 2008 and third in 2009, right? So mm -hmm. I like all around the spectrum, one through five. Um, <clears throat> and I started realizing it's it's just not about the placement or the scores or how good the core, like I would watch the core and be like, wow, the brass line maybe just doesn't sound that great or this and that, but the journey that they're going through is still the same. You know, it's still exactly the same as we went through. And that's the thing is that no matter which, how much drum core changes, and becomes dance or becomes props or becomes whatever you still talk to those people and have the exact same experiences and stories so that's the interesting thing about it to, to like that made me remember that like i just want the cadets to continue and be around and i know they're struggling with that right now and i just want them to be able to continue to do this for students and young musicians and people to have these experiences because 
it's these experience that is, these experiences that made me who I am today. And it, it doesn't mean that just because you march drum corps, you're like immediately going to become like a teacher or something like that. Like mm -hmm. I went into sound design and I used the experiences I got from drum corps to be successful in sound design, you know, uh, and, and successful. I mean, we become hard workers. That's like what it, what it kind of creates. So we never want it to go away. So yeah, everything that's happened recently, it's just made me remind myself like the importance of what it really does. Like I feel, I feel for the people who marched, who either were going to age out in 2020 or who made the core for the first year in 2020. Like you guys all probably remember the first time that you like got told you've made it into the drum corps, whichever drum corps it was, surf, cadets, where it was like an exciting moment. Like, oh my God, I'm, I made it. Like I auditioned and I made it. Imagine that person who finally did that young, old, whatever, 2020, and then they don't get to march the Could entire march. season. Right. We're still, con like we talked about that and they're still, we're still considering the people who made it cadets. You know, it's like, they don't get that same experience, but they're still there with us. Yep. Um, and that's, that's tough. I feel for those people because uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I try to think about it, put myself in the situation and I'm like, right now it's like, oh, I'm like, oh, well, you know, whatever. But then I'm like, oh, well back then though, that was not whatever. That was everything. Yeah. Yeah. Making you can, you can just imagine like, how, how crushing it would have been to not, or, you know, to, to, to get that news. You know, I, yeah. I, I, I'm sure all of us can remember the, the exact point where we made or we were first welcomed into the Jersey surf or the, or the point yeah. where we auditioned and, and, you know, got offered a spot at the cadets and a contract and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, man, I, I was so stoked when you, when you came to audition for the cadets, Chris, like I, I, I was so stoked because like we had already, like, I mean, it was, it, it was a bummer that you weren't able to march with, uh, with Travis, know. you know, like me, Travis mm -hmm. and you, like it was, it was a bummer. But I remember when you came in and then it was like, like, like March with Travis, obviously at cadets. Um, and I remember when you came back in 2012 and it was like, oh, like, yes. Like, you know, we knew immediately. We were like, Chris is going to be on lead trumpet. It's going to be no problem. Like, it's going to be like, fine. I was checking my blood pressure. Like, holy shit. <laughs> I don't know how it this was, is working. But, no, man, you, you, know, you did absolutely amazing. I mean, I remember, I'll never forget it. It's so funny. I remember talking to Chris about it, right? And, and and talking to Chris before he went into his audition camp or whatever, and it might have even been 2011 because you came to a camp in 2011, mm -hmm. right? Correct. Yeah. And, and I said, Chris, it's the same exact thing as Jersey Surf, except the colors are different, right? <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to be standing in that. arc, okay, and you're going, your mind's going to wander, okay. There's going to be a guy in front of you waving his arms and telling you what to play. There's going to be somebody three people down from you that you think is terrible. And ticks constantly, <laughs> right? Yeah. There's, there's going to so be funny. people that, you know, there's going to be a food line that you have to stand in. And you're going to get, like, chicken patties and just basic Fucking dino nuggets. Dino nuggets are bust, dino brother. Nuggets. Dino nuggets are bust. Let's go. Uh, okay. But, but at the end of the day, it's the same game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? And you were good at the game here. You're going to be good at the game there. Right? Oh, yeah. And, and, and like... And, and that was it. I, I remember being nervous for my first cadets audition camp. Yeah. But I was five years into my drum corps career. And at mm -hmm. the end of the camp, I was like, oh, yeah, that, uh, I'm here. Like, yeah, yeah, I haven't made the core yet, but oh, I'm going to be it. in the core. Right? Like, yeah. I, th there are not 16 of these people that are better than me. <laughs> right? And, yeah. and, and it wasn't an ego thing. It wasn't whatever. It was just, I know how to play this game. And at, the time that, and at the time Chris came to the cadets, he knew how to play the game. Yeah. And you, the two years you spent at Surf. But, yeah. I mean, think of how differently you walked into cadets audition camps after oh. two years of Jersey Surf. Oh, yeah. When I walked into my cadets audition camp for 2008, it was really funny because my first, um, my first camp was, I don't know if you remember that, they used to do a camp where it was like, oh, like just for like 
young kids to kind of experience. No vets are there. It's yeah. just, mm-hmm. you know, cadets used to do something like that. It was like the camp before the real camp started. And I went to that one specifically to just make everybody else look terrible. Because I had experience and these were people who had never marched drum corps. And I was right. like, I'm going to go and I'm going to shine on purpose. So I got there early for every single block. I was like, I, I was basically giving Gino and Sean the look of like, you cannot say no to me. I will mm-hmm. be here. And that's exactly what happened, you know? Uh, and it was like, I did that on purpose because I was just like, I'm more experienced than anybody else's auditioning here. You know, with the two years, like obviously people were experienced who had also made the core, but I mean, the, for the people who didn't make it, I just didn't want, I didn't want to take no for an answer. And I remember when, when, when Chris came to the audition camp because <clears throat> Evan was there and, um, and other people who had marched with you, like Chris Adalvo and things like that. Yep, yep. And the moment you showed up, there was never a question of like, oh, I hope Chris does well. We pretty much just spoke to Sean and we were like, yeah, like Chris will be one, like this person will be one. Like you made, you made the core the first day you were there and just, no one just told you, you know, yeah. we just made you wait because obviously they have to make like the official decision. Oh this, yeah. Yeah, we you were just, like, you just made the whole camp like, to- <clears throat> I was gut-wrenching. I was like, I'm sitting in the arc like, fuck, am I going to make this? <laughs> like, but, like, but, okay, but no, you weren't, right? Like, I, I, get, what, I get what you're saying, but you knew. Like, it's, you so knew. It's, it's one of those, like, fine lines you have to ride, and I, I, I can almost guarantee that every one of us did it, where it's like, you want to you wanna have the outward attitude that, like, you belong there, but there's a, a slight internal tick where you're like, I, I can't You're just hoping be, you're doing it right. I, exactly, yeah. no, and you, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah, yeah. be too egotistical about it right, to where you're right. just like, they will give me a spot. They will absolutely right. like there. There's the the little bit in the back of your mind where you're just like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm 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 emulating <clears throat> what they want. I'm emulating what the vets are doing around me. And like, I yeah. had marched with Evan and Jesse and Zach and yeah. Chris and everyone right else Zach, in that yeah. room before. Um, but yeah, you, were, had, you were in like a lot of comp, like familiar company. Yeah, yeah. and there there were a handful of people that 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 knew me, um, and you know that I was chatting with. There were a handful of, of people that, um, you know, I just knew from inside outside the activity, whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember the one camp. Um, that, did you march that, with Kendra too? I did. I we, we, yeah, marched, you marched, with, with we marched with also. Kendra in in two thousand eight. Yeah. Um, and it was it was funny because right. I remember at that very first specific camp, um. I had no intentions of it. I, we were just trying to find where, where the rehearsal room was. And it was, it was yeah. a subsectional with just the trumpets. And I, it was probably the library. It, I think it was the library, honestly, <laughs> it's probably the library. And it was just like, okay, we need to get to the library. And I kind of knew where it was, but I needed to look around just a little bit. So like, yeah. it, it was just like it, after lunch, it was like, all right, trumpets, go find the library. And so I took off. I just went to go find the library. Cause it's like, okay, that's where we need to be. All yeah. of a sudden I turn around and there's like 13 other, like, people who are auditioning behind me and i was like i was like hey do you guys know like specifically where the library is i was like i think it's in this area they're like oh no we were we were following you yeah like we we thought we thought you knew where you were going and i was like guys this is like my first camp hey i'm a rookie valued member of the drum corps too okay (laughs) it's like i'm just away from me i was like no i'm 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 a rookie too like we need to find this fucking library right now and Jesse, because well, you, you have that look, you know. Yeah, Jesse popped out from like a door, and he was like, "Oh, hey, we're in here." <laughs> <laughs> like, it's 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 so funny because like I remember when I went to because I think what it is is that when you know you're confident, the only thing that makes me nervous when I'm confident about something is if I don't get it, it's 100% my fault. Exactly. Yeah. Like I messed it up. I knew I was confident, and I went in and I botched my audition, and I was like, "Wow, I screwed it up." Yep. Um, when I went to my audition camps, especially my first audition camp at Cadets in 2006. And then, um, 
you know, going in seriously in like 2008, um, when I went, there was nobody that I knew there. Like I didn't have like, oh, I marched with like four, five, six, seven right. people at surf. There was nobody that I, only one person was Ryan Breslin. That was the only person that I knew. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And, that's a name. Yeah. Right? I haven't heard <laughs> right? that name in a while. Yeah. Long time. Right. Um, I talk to Ryan every now and then I haven't talked to him in a while, but, uh, but, uh, yeah. So he was the only person that I knew at the core, like at the audition camp, that was it. And it was super nerve wracking because it was like, you really felt like every vet or everybody was like, and this was like also coming off the year that like the cadets had just missed the championship in 2007 with a core that was just like, so solid, like the brass line, the marching, it was just like, holy God, like, like perfect. So it was a very tense camps because they all came back. The vets came back with this mentality of like, we are winning DCI this year. And if you're not good enough, you do not belong here. And it was very like, you didn't talk to any of the vets. The vets only talked to each other. There was not like a big laughing, like they were very like, and it's kind of funny because they were like very on fire about like winning DCI and we came in fifth. Um, We also (laughs) just didn't have a good show design that year at all. That hurt us really bad. We were changing stuff in the show all the way up to semifinals. We cut our entire epilogue on um, uh, like quarterfinals. We had an entire epilogue that we worked on for months. And just like, get it out. The day before quarterfinals, they came down and they went, so we're going to stop the show at the company front because we feel like it's going to be better. We're not going to do the epilogue. Probably a good decision, but we were like, are you kidding me? Yep. All of a sudden, that's it? Like, we worked on this for so long. So... Or just a bad show design. Uh, still love that one of my favorite endings I've ever marched, Vesuvius. I mean, just I, huh. I, one of my favorite endings. Love. Like, that clip, like, that clip that goes around Facebook all the time. Every right? year. And it's just like, oh my God. Variations on a company front. Thank you, Mr. Sactic. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's a video that anytime you scroll past it, you have to watch it. Like you're just, you just oh. feel obligated to watch it because it's you so You take that good. 90 seconds and you're just like, God damn. Oh, it's like, man, no, 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 like, shut up. Wife, <laughs> dog, whoever, I'm watching this. Your and, diaper and, can wait. Exactly. <laughs> and like, I'm watching and I always end up watching the same person the entire time, the drum judge. I always end up watching him run his way through the entire family. It's amazing. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I remember those camps being so stressful because it was like, I knew nobody. And I also remember being like, whenever I do know somebody who's going to audition, we want to make sure that they feel completely welcome because 2008 was not a year that you felt welcome at the cadets until like it was over. It was like, we, I had a great year and after spring training, it definitely like, I think the rest of the core just kind of realized like, okay, we're not going to win this year. So we might as well just like fuck around as much as we possibly can, um, which we did. And which like Patrick Duncan was my, uh, my section leader that year. Mm-hmm. And uh, the amount of jackass challenges that that guy gave to people were just like insane, which are like, this is, you know, for people who don't know P Dunks outside of drum corps, like, or they know him like in like teaching, he is strict, you know, and he mm-hmm. like, he wants you to like, you know, do well. But during his time when we had that year where we weren't as like strict, man, he was like the jackass challenge king. And we had a great time. However, though, when we're sitting there in spring training and I'm working my ass off and you'll have vets who are just like, this will never be the 2007 brass line. And it was like crushing because I was like, well, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to make it that like, I'm trying my best here and I want it to be. And don't say it won't be. Why not? And it was like, it was definitely weird. So I'm glad that I feel like we kind of changed that throughout the years, especially coming to the cadets and, you know, what the cadets from what I've heard stories from 2010. I mean, that was a huge year. I feel like we don't have the cadets of 2011 without the cadets of 2010. Yeah. Because there were a lot of good people 
that stayed on after 2010. Yeah, uh, the rookies of 2010 were very, very good. Like, there was um, a lot of people after 09 that left, and they didn't come back, like myself. We just, yeah. 09 killed us. We were just like, I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. But uh, I would also say that the 2010 cadets set up what the 2011 cadets were not going to be. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good right? point. Like, there was a lot of friction. There was just, there was always... There, there was just it just was never smooth right yeah whether it be that you know uh, 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 i remember the trumpets got this they had that big in the beginning of the show they had heralds. yeah and they they got invited into some like trumpet thing in the real world right yeah and it was cool and it was proud of them but like everybody was like wtf Right, like yeah. we're all in this horn line just because they have to stand still and play this thing, they get like national recognition, right? And it was just one. It was just one of those things that like could have created tension. There was rub that, like, yeah, I feel like we didn't. You know, in 2011 and in 2012, I I, I knew every single person's name in the core. Uh -huh. I used to stand there at the food line and actually make sure I had everyone's name, especially in 2012. I knew every single person's name, and I feel like in 2011. When we sucked, we all knew we sucked. When we were good, we all knew we were good. It was kind of one of those, like, we just, like, <laughs> we're a very good unit. And I feel like uh, it wasn't, like, it was, like, okay, like, it was structured and strict where it was, like, we have to work. But I feel like we were really good in 2011 of turning the switch on and off. Oh, yeah. It oh, wasn't, absolutely. like, oh, we're so strict, we have to be good, we have to win. And then it was, like, we just stay there forever and it becomes tense. It was, like, the moment that switch turned off, it was, like, fun and enjoyable and messing around. But, like, it, it worked. It, in 2011, we also had a couple like come to Jesus moments that I think the core needed. Like, I can't was, remember where we, we were in New was... Mexico or Arizona or something like that, and they gave us a 20 minute lunch. Yeah. Right. But but it was like a five minute walk to lunch. Right. Yeah. So a bunch of people came back to the Horn Ark after long lunch late, and yeah. Gino sat us down and was like, yeah. "Look, I only had a 20 minute lunch too. Okay, if you guys want to be a West Coast drum corps, or if I wanted to teach a West Coast drum corps, I'd still be out. There. I remember that. I remember right? that. Like yeah. that, that's what he said. He said that's not what this is. You get here, you work hard, we kick ass. And somebody had one of those laser thermometers and pointed it at the turf, and the turf was like 127 degrees that day. I think that was. Uh, I think that was Pat. Yeah, but whoever it was. <laughs> yeah, it, but, it was hot. But it, it was stupid hot that day. We had a 20 minute lunch, and we got our asses kicked. It, yeah. But we didn't respond to that by like going into a cocoon and being like, oh, what was us? Our life is so hard. We were like, okay, He's we right. got to work extra hard. We had a badass ensemble rehearsal that day. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the season progressed from there. We had, we had a couple of those moments. And I remember the best thing about them was I remember learning a lot that year of like, you will always hit a brick wall. And the point is to always, always fight at it. Cause then, but the thing is, is that when you break through a barrier, there's always another one coming up. Yep. Yep. And we had we had one. I don't remember where we were. I remember it was a little rainy, and I remember um, we were there for like three days, like three or four days, and we did a lot of running and a lot of PT in those days, and we worked through the entire show. And it was a huge turning point because I remember at that point, the in that point of the season, we were like sixth place in marching. Mm -hmm. We were losing to Phantom in marching, who was in like seventh place overall. And I remember being like, because I remember the percussion line being like, what's going on, guys? Like, why? Like, talking to me, being like, why is the marching so bad? It's holding us back. And I was like, I know. And we had a good talk with the staff that they were like, we have to work hard. And we did for those three days, work through the entire show. And after we worked through the show, I remember we went from like sixth place in marching to second. 
I feel like I feel and like it was those, just like wow. I feel like this was in Minnesota, and, and it, it was, sounds but, about right. It was it, a big it was, school, like it was, it was a at, really big yeah, school. Yep, yep. I know what you mean. Yeah, and it was after the Minnesota regional. We spent three days there, and that was the last like we have major changes to make. That was it. That was like the last yeah. couple of rehearsal days and we have in a row, and then we're on the April, road every day. April Gilligan came in, and she worked with the That's color the guard. Yep, yep. That's the, the day. And and Jared Huntley, okay, who was the visual yep. caption of that year, sat us down and was like, "Look, guys, we are going to slowly work our way through this whole show. We will take care of you when it's time to take care of you. But for the four hours I have you every morning, we need to get better, right?" Yeah. And it was the first time we had heard him particularly talk like that. He, he also was, he also said, "You have a great vehicle. You've been given a great vehicle. It's your turn to drive it." Like yep. he was like, "You have a good show. You have to use it." And we went from like fourth place at the Minnesota Regional to to winning in the next four weeks, three weeks, whatever it is, right? Yeah. Like, and, and from that moment on, the core responded by pushing back. Yeah. You know, we didn't let we didn't we had we had three badass rehearsals there and i remember the tubas got our asses kicked right yeah. because sam caught people chesting the horn oh yeah after the regional because we performed the minnesota regional in the sun which is yeah. just something that we never did yeah and and it wore people out and we had like a 20 minute like we just had to hold our horns in front of us yeah like 20 minutes after rehearsal this is at the end of an ensemble rehearsal we were all dead and but we, we were all fighting you know what I mean? We were all like, keep it moving. You, you know, like we, we got to push back. We can't let this beat us. And, and the line and the horn line responded. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and from that on, we were just, we were just a freight train. It didn't yeah. matter who was in front of us. We were getting clean and we were, we were taking angels and demons as far as it needed to go. And then we lose by like 0.025 in Atlanta. Yeah. And we all just knew. We, like, oh yeah, we were we were right there in second, and then right after that we had the uh, the giant stadium show, yeah, and that was the show. Uh, it almost got rained out, but that was the show that we beat BD. We finally pulled ahead of BD by like a small like point point zero five or point oh five point five or something like that. Yep. and it was like oh my god, we actually can do this. And then we went into prelims and we won you know one two three. I think we ended up winning by like point eight. Right, like yeah, we was... we were pretty a pretty good gap in that week that we opened up, and, and yeah. like yeah, we ended with a pretty good gap. We won feet on the field. We went. I'm telling you, we went from sixth on the field to first. Yep, so we went from sixth on the field to a near perfect score. You know, the so... judges the judges decided on finals night they were going to look at the angels for the feet score. And, oh uh, yeah, to to oh, to, to, to watch to, to watch yeah. someone with some. I mean, I get it. You know, to how you got to watch the person who has the easier drill. So it totally oh, no, made no, the, no, the no, people no. who can coast. No, no. See, they, totally wanted, get they it. wanted to stand in front of the loud section of the horn line. Ah, not, you know, ah, they, I see. They, they were ready to go. You know what I mean? I see. It's funny you call yourselves the loud section of the horn line because we were just trying to make sure that the horn line sound like one full horn line. So now it makes sense the imbalance of where it comes from. Hey, you know what? Every <laughs> once in a while, you got to pull the pull the slackers <laughs> along. So you know what? We were loud from the start. <laughs> You guys had to catch up towards the end just to make it a balanced horn line. Do you remember the ballad? Do you remember the ballad? Oh, you I may do. not. Trust but me, I, I remember, remember the ballad. I, I remember the ballad. I remember oh. having to flutter all the way back while you guys played your little doxology, and then after we do all that fluttering, we just have oh, to you. play the prettiest section uh, of fluttered. the uh, you know nice little amazing grace as we walk. You never forward. had to play doxology. We went from jazz running for an entire freaking like 30 40 second like just running around to having to relaxively we went play. from we went Front from jazz stage. running 
back to jazz running, okay? You guys had to stand still that. and make little poses, that. okay? I'd rather that because you didn't have to play your instrument. We had judges, we were staged right in the front. The judge would stand right there and go, all right, let's see who's gonna suck. <laughs> it just fucking, the ballad, the ballad was a joke for the demons because you have like, even though yes, you're jazz running back when you went forward, it was like the freaking angels would be like, I remember, I'll never forget um, Andrew, uh, the trumpet line, Andrew, uh -huh, yeah. right? And <laughs> never forget, we're standing there and Jared goes, all right, today is ballad day. <laughs> Andrew just goes, yes. <laughs> like, they were doing slow the ballad day and we're like you know ba -da -da, like running around the <laughs> and like all right let's redo that again the demons are dying <laughs> we have two sets that are halftime the rest uh -huh. of it's all fast yep 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 no i remember that. by the way chris this was the entire year of the entire year. Right? oh i like, believe it i absolutely believe it you guys are going back and forth and i'm just sitting over here like i played fucking jingle bells jingle bells <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll never forget. Also, I don't know if you, I don't know if you remember this, Travis, but so the um, the end of of, of two thousand eleven, right? The, like our our like ending tag, the last sets, the really like all the fast stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. Remember all the pinwheels and stuff, right? Yep. So a lot of a lot of demons, not all, but a lot of demons were placed on the outside of it. It's just the way that the yeah, it's just up. so yeah. I was on the outside, jazz running all the way over and all the way back, right? So I remember they were like, okay, just demons, like. You know, uh -huh. from from yeah. the company front. So mm -hmm. there I am. I'm jazz running forward, jazz freaking, you know, jazz running backwards, running all this way, and I'm done. I'm like breathing heavy, and I'm like, oh man, like that's that whole stuff sucks. And then they go, okay, angels, and Andrew goes out, and Andrew is in the center, and I'll never forget him. Which we're also not playing, so he's hysterically laughing because they they counted off. See if I can get up and not get caught in my chair. There we go. They counted off, and he just goes and he's like. Nope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Small movements moving. everywhere. He's moving at like a 32-5. Like he's not moving at all. And we're all just hysterically laughing. And the biggest set he has is an eight to five backwards into the company front. Yeah. And I was I remember just staring at him and he was like, I was like, this is fucking bullshit. I was like, <laughs> this is complete bullshit. So in the in the pinwheels, I was in I wasn't dead in the middle, but I was like second. Yeah. So it, it was like it was probably like a 12 to 5 step for me around those pinwheels. And it was just like, just as easy as could be. Like, we're just cruising. And then, uh, and then, and then we got to the part where it was the, the angles that were intertwined with each yeah, other, right? Yeah. Where, where we were rotating them and whatever. And everybody had the same step size for that. But then I had like, I had like a 16 to 5 or something like that backing up into the company front. Place go. Like, I had every 4 to 5. Uh -huh. in that in that show i felt but like, you know what you know what <laughs> it was so much fun though the, 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 you wouldn't change it for the world I'm, right? I'm glad i'm glad i had the hard drill because it was a lot of fun oh yeah exactly right like everybody's like oh man my set's so easy i'm like fuck my set's so easy come on man where's the six to five where's like the airborne backup right yeah. like, i had to go into an airborne backup holding a high seat like just like and had to keep it steady it sucked <laughs> <laughs> but i mean yeah i mean and then it's like you, you take all that and then you take all the people in there and you jump it into 2012 and i feel like we took all that and did like 2012 my biggest thing that i wanted to make sure that i did in 2012 was i just wanted to make sure that the cadets as an outward facing core looked like the cadets that was like my only like mandate as being horn sergeant i was like i just want us on and off the field to be cadets and if you remember I actually had, we actually had a moment where I had like a, an issue with the Cavaliers on the field 
and they were like yelling at us and things like that. And we, we did a good job just standing there. And I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, it was during a retreat. I had to actually, which we never do, I had to step out of the retreat and walk over to the Cavaliers and be like, what's going on? I broke ranks. First time I think I've ever, like, mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do other than like, I'm standing there and I'm hearing Cavaliers yell at other cadets. And I kind of look over and I see the cadets just standing there. It was, um, uh, what's his name? Trumpet player Bass. Yeah. Um, and he was just standing there and there was a Cavalier yelling at him, like saying mean things. So I walked over and I was like, I just walked over and the Cavalier looked right at me and I said, do we have a problem here? And they were like, no, no problem. And I talked with the horn sergeant later on and I was like, hey man, like we're all on a football field doing marching band. Like what, what's the problem? <laughs> at its purest form. Like, at its purest form. I was like, what is the problem? Like you have to chill out. Like this is unprofessional. I was like almost ready to be like, do I march the car off the field? Like, you know, staff's going to kill me. What do I do? And then um, we went to another retreat and I remember they were all about like, you stepped over the line into our area. That was the, that was the fight. Was oh crazy. yeah. And then I remember we had two trumpet players who decided to step over the line on purpose to, to piss them off. And I was very mad about it. And I kept them on the field and talked with them. And then the next day we had a, I had a horn line meeting with everybody. Mm -hmm. I remember sitting everybody down and being like, if you cannot be a cadet on and off the field, I guarantee you for retreat when we hit finals, you will not be on the field. I was like, you yep. just won't. You, I won't be able to trust you. And we, you'll be in the show, but the moment comes, you'll stand in the tunnel and you will not come on the field. I don't, I and, don't remember where that was, but I, I, I remember that talk. Yeah, I don't remember I, where I, it was. I, I remember you. And it was <laughs> one of those like few moments where I was just like, okay, holy shit. Like, I, I, I don't think I was doing any of it. Like, because no, I, I stood, I, I was like the center of the block whenever we did yeah, no, you sort of like there. retreat stuff. But yeah. it was just like, okay, yeah, Jesse's, Jesse's about to just like completely destroy some people. It's not going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I had to like, I tried to always be like, like, you know, the friendly guy and things like that. But every once in a while I had to pull that like that vet or that horn sergeant card and just mm -hmm. be like, no, we're not doing this. Like this, this is just no way that is... I hated doing that, but it was, it became a, the stressful thing is it was like, I have to constantly make sure that I'm setting that example and stuff like that. I, I will say one of the things I did really appreciate about, about 2012, um, you know, cause you talked about it coming in, in, in 2008 where 2007, they came second place. They probably should have won. That core was just like, that core was stellar, right? The 2007 yeah. Yeah, core. Yeah. You come in in 2008 and there's always that tension of, like, yeah. you need to be good enough because we are chasing down the world championship because we yeah. will get it this year and so on and so forth. Yeah. I, I almost I, I didn't really have the same exact expectations in 2012 coming in because I knew I, I mean you you couldn't not know right? right 2012 you're coming in they're coming off of an actual world championship there's yeah. there's a handful of vets that are coming back they're all gonna have kind of that same attitude like you know can we can we keep the same energy can we yeah keep do the we same, defend the world champion exactly can we keep the same mentality the energy the efficiency the rehearsal etiquette whatever it was and there wasn't there was that attitude but there wasn't that like that pushback on kind of the rookies where it was yeah. just like you need to step your shit up or i will beat you with a bar of soap out back <laughs> like we'll go behind the food truck and we'll duke this out like right, we'll there wasn't there, i never felt any of that same tension and maybe it was just my perspective of not only knowing a lot of you guys but having five years of drum corps already under my belt but yeah. i i never felt that sense of like where if i was in a true rookie's position um you know like somebody like bass or like nick or you know jenna yeah. or whoever you know where they just felt nervous the whole time because the these champions from the previous year 
were just looking down on everybody. So like that was that was a really cool experience to have, and, and you know I could see where you were tying that in with the still you know we're cadets on and off the field, we're cadets wherever we go because we're stuck together for the next you know ninety hundred and twenty <laughs> right, days, whatever it 90 is, ninety days or some shit. Yeah, I mean we I'm glad that you felt that way because we had a conscious we had to talk about that, but like the vets had to talk about that, and we had to talk about like wanting to be better than the previous year mm -hmm. but that was really it it was about like we want to try to be better than we can and it doesn't it just means like look it doesn't mean that we're going to win this year but that, so that wasn't the goal the goal wasn't right. to win the goal was to try to be a better drum corps with a different type of show or the mm -hmm. same type of drum corps you know and we always wanted it to feel welcoming it was one thing i always liked about the cadets was i wanted it to feel welcoming from day one and it doesn't it's not like that in every core it wasn't like that in every cadet core but we wanted to do that in 2012 and it was really about like having a good time and buying into the show, which was tough, um, you know, and there was tension for sure. Whatever, I had tension with staff and I tried to hide it as best yeah. as I could, but didn't I, I, mean, work. I mean, look, you and I stood next to each other for the entire summer. Like I could yeah. tell when you were pissed <laughs> off. Yeah, it was, just, and and I'm sure that Evan, if Evan were on the call with us too, he would be able to tell. Oh like, yeah, he like he knew. I mean, we, we were all we three were... of us knew. Like if there was something going on, or you know, even down the line when you when you would get to like Zach, like it, it, all of us would who knew you, like we would know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the um the funny thing is too is like because you were on, you probably heard the most of it because you were on field lining. So it was just three of us there. Yeah. We could mm -hmm. like there was no one else there, and if you remember. I used to have to wake up a half hour before Skeleton Crew to go walk the grounds with uh, either Patrick or Hop, like all the time. I used yeah. to have to walk the grounds to find the, find the fields. And then we would do Skeleton Crew and we got screwed so many times. And I would always try to fight for that. Or like, and I rubbed with a lot of the staff and I rubbed with Hop a lot. And like, I just fought, we fought all the time because I used to always say, my main my, my main consideration is the horn line that the horn line is taken care of and that's it like i remember a big thing that i wanted to do that i had never gotten in the cadets <laughs> the big thing that i had gotten was whenever we would get to like horn arc after lunch it would always be like once majority of the people are there the horn sergeant would just be like okay let's set up and sometimes i'd be like we still have 10 minutes. Like I got here early. People want to grab some water. They want a sunscreen and they would always cut it short as long as there was enough people there. Mm -hmm. And I remember I'd made a, a conscious decision the first day that I got there. And all of a sudden everybody started to like get together and get ready. I remember Jesse in the tuba section immediately like going to attention. And I looked down on my watch and I went, you guys still have eight minutes, eight minutes of your time. If you need to get sunscreen, you need to get water. And I explained it to everyone. And I said, I will not take any of your time. Mm -hmm. as long as you're here on time as long as the moment that clock hits rehearsal time or like you know five minutes before for us to set the arc i was like as long as you're here when i say like we need to start the rest the entire lunch everything is yours like right. you can stand here and have water you can relax and i made everybody relax for like the next five minutes because i was like i just don't want it to be only about like strict and moving on and you know what like i had a great time that year with those reasons because i just wanted it to be you know still still strict and like work work ethic and stuff like that but i wanted it yeah. to be fun yeah <laughs> it's like yeah um, no it's, and it, it's it's it was uh, a fun year it, it was it was it was absolutely a fun year it was a good way to age out it was a good way to kind of cap off the the dci career and and all that sort of yeah. stuff and um challenging know, show of, for sure like it was a oh, hard God. show and it was also a hard show to sell being that it was all christmas music mm -hmm. like yep i it was it was tough it was ambitious you know i remember they interviewed me on the first show 
and they asked me about that and i was like we trust our staff we, we i trust this, this drum corps and i think i said something along the lines of like yeah it's hard to it's hard to perform a christmas show during the summer i was like but we're here to do it that interview also was the funniest interview because i didn't know that i was doing an interview until we got in the block we got in the block to get on the field and uh i think it was uh patrick he walked over me went hey so after the show normally they interview like the drum major but we're not going to have them interview uh, Kendra, I think she had to come right off and she had to get ready for something else. Yeah. Um, and they were like, so they're going to, they're going to just go off and walk to the left side of the pit and they're going to interview you. And I, I, I looked at him and I was like, about what? And he went, I don't know, just have an interview. And I was <laughs> Figure like, it out. And then, and we just marked on the field. <laughs> it was like immediately after he said it, Kendra was like, shake goes. And I was like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> it was like the funniest interview. I had no idea it was going to happen, but, uh, but yeah, man, that was like, it, it, it really was a great year and it was a tough year too. You know, we had, if you remember, we had an entire rookie snare line that year. Yep. I do remember that. rookie. Not one wow. vet. It was, yeah. it was a whole rookie snare line. I, I think, snare I think, the, yeah, there was like what, one or two vets in the quads and two vets in the, in the bass drums and that was it. Something like that. Yeah. But it was like really tough for the entire snare line to be, to not have a center snare that was a vet because we had one or two people who came back from 2011 one of them had left early and then two weeks before spring training our center snare quit yep who was who was also the drum captain so yep uh i remember yeah, that that sucked and we were just like oh okay like, all right well, here we go this is so that happen. year that year was the perfect example of drum corps being team sports and team mm -hmm. activities yeah and not individuals because we lost what, 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 when you can, when you look at a leadership group, you think that's the best of the best. You think that they chose them for that reason. And our like entire leadership quit. And yeah. it was like, oh my God. And we still came out and performed a kick ass show. Yeah. Because it's about the group, you know? Yeah. I mean, we had, we had our issues. Like, I'll never forget the first day learning drill. And it was awful because Jared Huntley came out and said, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I hate the show concept, but we're here to march drum corps and there's some cool drill. And I was like, that's terrible. Why did you Just say like, that? Oh shit! Here we go. Like took the wind <laughs> out of my sails. I was like, "Don't say that." You, you're a staff member. You got to buy into the show as well, mm -hmm. otherwise we won't. And that was my beginning of the rub with. Uh, yep. With Jared. Yeah. A lot of um. We got fi man. Finals day was bad. That was the worst day on tour for me because I finally, I finally blew up. Like that was it. Like I had no more. I couldn't hold it in anymore. Mm -hmm. I couldn't hold in the anger, and I finally yelled at the box. And I yelled at, uh, I forget his name. He used to run around the field. He was, uh, uh, it was Jared's friend from, from BD. John and, uh, Michaels? John Michaels. Yeah, John Michaels. I really liked him in 2011, but for some reason in 2012, we rubbed a lot. And he said something and so, like, he was, Jared was talking from the box and I was like softly met, like saying something to whoever was standing next to me. I was like, oh, like, you know, we gotta do this. We gotta do that. And one of the staff members snapped and looked at me and was like, are you paying attention? What are you doing? Like, what the fuck are you doing? And I looked mm -hmm. at him like, are you serious? Finals day. And you're going to, you're going to say this to me. I like, I've been here longer at this core than you have. And I'm not even, I'm not talking over him. And that, and I lost it. Yep. I just went, I was like, I was like, you don't give a shit about any of this core. Fuck you. Yep. And I've never forget because I had people who were standing there looking at me going, Oh, because <laughs> I finally Jesse's just lost mad. it. I just, <laughs> just, I just lost it. And I remember John Michaels running up to me while we were on, we were in a company front standing there listening, and he got face to face with me, and he went, "Who the hell do you think you are?" And I was like, "Get the fuck out of my face right now!" 
I was yep. like, you think I won't start a fight right now on finals day? You're wrong. Get out of my face. And we fought like that crazy. Was the cap. That was that it. Was I the lost cap. it. Man. And it was a lot of, a lot of stress. I held nothing against any of those guys. Um, you know, but, uh, just ready I, to be, be done with that season. I, and, I was just ready yeah, to be done. Yeah, I was like, that's I it. Get it. But I feel like we had a fun, we had a fun season. We bought in and stuff like that. And it, you know, I think that if I pick my favorite years, I always pick 07. I always pick 2011 and I always pick 2012 because it was my last year. Mm -hmm. So those are always the years I pick. Like I loved 08. I loved 09. I think 09 might've been maybe the cleanest drum corps maybe I ever marched in or just like, it was just definitely some of the hardest shows. Right. Uh, but I mean, uh, and it was just like the most old school drum corps show I ever marched in for cadets. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, nothing will change any of the years or learn something new every year. And I'm so glad that I got to do it with such great people. Like the fact that I've, you know, I haven't talked with some of you guys for a very long time and you get on like a call like this and it's just like, yeah, you, know, you just, it, you just, it's, it's like, it's, it's like I talked instant, to you yesterday. Yeah. It's like an instant, you take it back moment. And, and that's kind of mm -hmm. what we were saying before we even started everything was, you know, there's, there's so many memories. We've even said it in the middle of the, of the recording too. It's, there's so many memories that each of us have had that are all very similar. And we know that there's so many other memories that other similar you know, people who've marched other drum corps have also had too. And it's, it's so much fun to be able to just like flip a switch and it's like, it was, yeah. you know, no other time, you know, it, like no time oh, has yeah. been lost in between, you know, the end of 2012 and right now in 2020, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's been eight years and, you know, I know Jesse, I saw you last year, but you know, yeah. it's been eight years since the three of us have probably been together, but we're, we're picking up and having conversations and sharing stories and all that shit. Like it was yesterday. And like, look, yeah. as members of the drum corps, I guarantee that you two we're closer to each other than Jesse and I particularly were, right? Like we didn't talk yeah. all the time. We didn't hang, sure. you know, we didn't stand next to each other in the yard, but we get right. on this call eight years later and who cares, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. exactly. You know what I mean? Like we have, we have the understanding of each other, whether it, oh, be, yeah. whether it be the Jersey surf stories, whether it be the cadet stories, we were there. We saw it yeah. all. We pieced together that Minnesota story about, you know, the turning point for the 2011 court. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Different perspectives, different times. We talked to different people. Well, you and I personally might not have said a word to each other for those four days. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. But no problem. Exactly probably, right. uh, yeah. But we're here together and it's all good. Like it, it, yeah. we, we've had what, two and a half hours worth of conversation now about yeah. video games, about drum corps. And we, we're halfway through, right? Like we could get <laughs> yeah. <to> five hours <laughs> so easily. We blew oh, yeah. 25 minutes of conversation before we even started, right? Oh, like, yeah. I, I love it. I love the camaraderie that the drum corps people have. I was in a Red Robin one time, right? And I saw somebody with a Cadets 2 shirt on. Okay, oh, wow. Now, and I just walked over and said, hey, you know what? I see you have the Cadets 2 shirt on. That's awesome. I marched the Cadets. Like, I get it, right? And, and just, just that like- we, We've both been there. Right, yeah. like that 30 seconds of interaction and it's cool. And both of us smiled and like, we didn't tell stories. I didn't know them, but it was like, we've been there. I yeah. understand what you've gone through. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, totally. I think, you know, you, you bring that up and I forgot. I, that was another huge thing about 2012 was 2012, I think was the beginning of Cadets 2. That was the, that was the initial year. Was the first year. That was the initial year. We had, um, we had a lot of conversations with those people, like shows where they were at and we were at. And I remember it being a very interesting year because I remember being at the show and seeing cadets two people watch us. And it was like, they were looking up to like the cadets core 
and because we had a we had a big conversation about cadets too in leadership when we went to like these leadership meetings before tour started and it was we had like me and ashley and uh, we all talked about it a lot we were like how do we how do we do this how do we bring on this cadets too and still keep the cadet traditions we were like you know we were very big on like we want to pass down traditions we want them to have their own core song right we want to have our own like that was like a big deal we were like how do we do this and the moment that I remember the first show was in Massachusetts early on in the season and cadets two were there. They went first and then we, and then we did a show and they were all watching us and we were walking by in twos walking by, you know, waiting for the show. And they just stood there watching us. And it was that first moment that I went, they're looking up to us right now because they care so much to make sure that they set a good example for cadets two watching us. And I was like, we were totally wrong about this. We were totally wrong about, oh, like they need to have their own tradition. We need mm -hmm. to have our own. And yep. we were like, you know what? No, nope. we need to share our traditions with them. And we need to tell them that they're doing a great job of trying to keep their own. Because they were so cautious about that. And I've never been more proud of like, I know that that drum corps, unfortunately, is not around anymore. But they, they did a really great job being their own drum corps and also carrying on the legacy of like, because of, of the cadets. Because like my biggest thing about the cadets was not the marching and the playing and all that was this, the skills, the life skills that I learned about being a cadet on and off the field. And the way that I took that was, you know, we always joked around, like what was rule number one, always look good. And I took that to heart. I took that to heart because I was like, you know what? Like, it makes me realize like, no matter where I am, I'm always representing someone. And eventually you realize no matter where you are, the one thing that nobody can take away from you is your word. So when you give someone your word, you have to follow through. Right. And I feel like I learned that from cadets and I was just like, it stuck with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and look at where you are now, man. Like, yeah, full Still circle. Still got stuff to do. <laughs> and along the same lines of that, like, always look good thing. I remember in, in a pre-show arc one time, it was early in the season 2011, but a guy had, like, one of the classic cadets, like, show shirts on, and yeah. he was wearing a ring, right? Like, he won – yeah. In the cadets. I don't remember what year it was. I don't remember what it was, but like it was a, it was an alumni obviously. Mm -hmm. And, and he was there and he stood in front of our arc and watched us. And it's like, we're representing that guy. Right. Like yeah. I, I don't know him from the guy in the grocery store that I passed. Right. Like right. I, I, I don't <clears throat> know him at all, but we're here because of the paths that he helped pave and and we're representing him on the field and he's he sees pride when he sees this organization and that was always very a very cool yeah. aspect of it right like you bring up a great point that's a great point travis like i, I know cadets huge. alumni like they're somewhat of a meme at times right like when the whole the uh, hornline members can have a beard or whatever <laughs> oh or, man or even us changing uniforms one. in 2011 right like did i i, I remember oh the beginning of that they hated yeah. it they hated it yeah but, you're still doing this because of them. And in a way you're doing it for them, right? Yeah. You, you don't sit there and think, oh yeah, you know, I, I got to hit my dot for the alumni, but they're in those stands watching you. They're paying their good hard earned money to come watch you perform. And they feel pride seeing the maroon and gold on the field. You know, dude, like, in it, you're, you're so right. In, in 2009, we had so many um, anniversaries, right? Cause it was the 75th anniversary. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'll never forget, and it was exactly to your point, was in, in Giant Stadium, we had a big like alumni reunion, right? We had a ton of old cadets, people who've been around since the beginning of the Corps come by and view the Corps. And we were also playing a very loved 
cadet show, right? It was West Side Story. The ending drill, getting to the company front was exactly the same as it was in 83, right? Mm-hmm. Was it, eight, yeah, 83? Uh, or no, I'm, I'm sorry, not 83. Uh, no, it was 83. I don't remember. People are probably going to kill me for getting the I don't movie, remember. I don't remember. It's one of those years. Because I remember, uh, it's actually, 83 is Rocky Point, so it's not 83. But um, anyway, the West Side Story show, right? Our drill was exactly the same, getting to the company front, and then we put a modern tag on the end. And I remember getting to that company front, and I remember all of these people sitting in a bench on the field, older alumni, people who were, like, really old, who, like, they didn't want to walk up the stairs who had walkers. One person was actually had an oxygen tank with him, right? We get to the company front and the entire bench jumps to their feet. And like instantly all of us saw it, people who were right in front of it saw it. And we had the rest of our show, we were probably all in tears because it was just like, you immediately get taken with emotion because you were like, yo, these people have problems walking and they all jumped in the air. And we talked to them after the show. Some of them marched that show. And they said that when that moment happened, they, they remembered their memories of being on the field and just they felt like back. they were the ones on the field because it was even the same music. And it was just like this amazing moment where I, just like Travis said, I realized the importance of marching in the cadets with a huge history was to do it for yourself, do it for your fellow core members and do it for the people who had marched before you who paved the way to make sure you could be where you are. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, now we're alumni and that's, uh, and, and that's us, um, you know, so... It's a, yeah, it's a very interesting and humbling feeling, I think, to be doing something that, like you said, you see someone with like a cadet shirt on or whichever, and it's like, oh, wow. Like, it's, it's, it's almost like you're seeing someone that you're like, wow, like we're part of the same family mm-hmm. and I don't even know you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, man, I honestly, dude, I, I, I love all of this. Like, I love every single bit of this. I love, you know, the fact yeah. that the three of us can just kind of easily kick it back and, um, you know, share all these memories, share all these stories, these same experiences, but, maybe in different settings. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there's all of these different like mirrored images that we can do and, and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, want to take an opportunity to to pause it here. That way we can continue to have conversations like this, you know, the next time we, we all get together. But before Absolutely. we wrap it up, you know, we, we always like to do this, you know, any final words from you, anything that you want to say, you know, maybe take 30 seconds. Uh, any, if there's anything that you just want to throw out there, I mean, floor is yours, brother. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, first off, I'd like to thank you guys, not just for having me on, but also for for doing this type of show. You know, I think it's great just to have a show where you just reminisce, tell the old stories. It kind of keeps uh, it keeps those old stories alive and keeps our our other friends that maybe we haven't seen in a very long time alive. You know, mm-hmm. it allows us to like tell these stories and be like, oh, remember so-and-so or whichever. And hopefully people who watch, maybe people who know us or stuff like that get to see that. Um, you know, they get to have those same reminiscing stories. And also, I just think it's a great thing you guys are doing during such trying times where people may be sitting in their living rooms and feeling alone and feeling like they're stuck inside and the world's a very difficult place. And just remember that you're not alone and, you know, jump on calls with people and see people and something like this really brings you back. So uh, I feel, you know, very honored to that you guys asked me to be on and I had a great time. It was great to talk with you guys and uh, if there's anybody out there who has other questions, you can find me, you know, on Facebook, if you want, you have questions about game audio or just stuff you want to like, Hey, you know, I'm curious about this or I'm, I'm, you know, younger and I'm trying to get into it. What do I do? Hit me up on Facebook, you know, just Jesse Garcia, probably find me there and feel free to, to reach out. It was a lot of fun and anything I can do to help would be awesome. Yeah. Thanks guys. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Absolutely. It is, it is a blast having you on and, and getting a little blast from the past, a little educational yeah. session around a lot, of, a lot of the audio stuff. Yeah. Uh, Travis, you know, the drill brother, you're up. What do you got? 
Uh, nothing. I'm just excited to go, you know, sit on my nice, fresh, new couch, watch the Eagles probably lose. Need some pictures. You yeah, know, yeah, make sure no, you get those pictures out. Hey, follow at MasterfulPod on Twitter, and you will see those pictures. Boom. I'll take care of that. And, uh, yeah, no, thank you so much, Jesse. It was a great time. Great catching up with you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm just, there you go. I'm as happy as could be right now. I got to talk drum corps for two hours. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, Hey, allow me to bring us all home guys. If you are still listening, guys, thank you so much for following along on the journey. As always, we really, really appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. This has been a fun, um, you know, episode for, for the both of us, you know, and, and we've kind of developed a lot of these recent episodes into just like kicking back with, with a lot of old friends and just telling stories, going into random discussions, uh, and, and reminiscing. So, you know, we really, really enjoy this sort of stuff as always make sure you're staying connected with us on Twitter. We are at Masterful Pod. You can find us over there. Uh, our own Twitter handles are in there. We'll share a little bit of Jesse stuff and his work and a little bit about him over there on Twitter as well. So make sure you interact with us. Find us on Facebook too. You know, we're, we're always out there posting and having a good old time. But as always, like I said, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys following along. You guys stay safe out there. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And we will catch you all in the next one. Peace. Peace. Masterful. A.K.A. Boring!